All right. Episode 40, our biggest episode yet. Our biggest episode yet. I'm here with Glenn Dawson and Andrew, what's your last name again? Briggs, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Andrew Briggs. I love it. Um, <laughs> we've got a special topic today. You guys want to talk or do you guys want to intro the topic? Yeah, man. Uh, today we're talking all about butts and we brought a butt specialist, self-proclaimed um, dumpster specialist. The butt Andrew guru Briggs. is what they call him. Andrew Briggs, owner of Pride Movement Fitness. Um, and everyone, just so you know, the reason why we brought him on here is because he is truly a specialist. Andrew is an um, out bisexual male who also is one of the best functional movement trainers I've seen. So he specializes in not just female butts, but also male butts too as well. Andrew, thanks for joining us. Wow. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you when guys you, for having when me. When you said you were going to intro Andrew, you you were ready. Like, you knew what to say. I've been waiting to intro Andrew for a while. Now, <laughs> now Andrew, um, we don't really have this scripted. We're just talking all about butts. Let's, you know, do what you're best at and just dive in. So uh, I, I assume we've got a lot of a lot of really good, like, butt pun one-liners, and I'm actually really excited to hear them all. Yes. Um. Man, you know, I uh, I really I really don't know quite where to start. Um, other than let's talk about what makes you angry about the butt industry, the right. butt misconceptions, butt myths. Butt myths is a big one. There's a lot of butt myths. I, I posted a video of of this pretty recently, and I've kind of refined it a little bit more. So you guys are actually on Pride get... on Pride Movement Fitness Instagram or Pride Movement yeah, Fitness yeah, Facebook correct. or which which one? Uh, in, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Um, at Pride you, Movement Fitness. <laughs> wow, we're yeah, going Glenn. early plugs Dude, right away. Glenn, Glenn's just plugging the hell out of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what we're here for is all the plugs on the butt episode. <laughs> yeah, Go plug ahead, and butt, you know. Pick back up um, where you took off. But uh, but I, I guess I guess some of the stuff that really tends to frustrate me is um, more so the things that you'll see on like the Instagram fitness space. You know, it's always these uh banded or pumping exercises which do have their place absolutely but they're not meant to be the only thing you know it's like 10 years ago you um you know you turn the tv on you're going to see a bunch of infomercials for these people who are just absolutely shredded and crazy shape and they're doing like p90x or something like that that is not how they gained that body and there's all these people on instagram where you know, they'll post videos of them doing, you know, just these lightweight, like kickbacks. They've got like a three pound dumbbell sitting in the, sitting right behind their knee or something, or they're doing those little fire hydrant dog pee exercises or just some kind of banded walking exercise. And when you really break down what causes muscle to grow, it's about having a continually greater and greater stimuli on it. And Anybody who's ever done any kind of exercise knows that a band only takes you so far. Even the heaviest bands that you can find only get to a certain point before you just, with these small single joint exercises, you really can't overcome them after a period. Um, but these people that you see doing all these exercises on Instagram have huge asses. So obviously your first Massive. thought is, <laughs> your first your first thought is, well, that's a, that's what I got to do then. But that is very, very rarely 
what it actually what it actually is that got them to where they are or probably more likely they just have insane genetics which i'm sure you guys have talked about at some point in time that you know just because somebody else has achieved this kind of result doesn't necessarily mean somebody else is going to be able to do the same thing and if they are going to do something similar it's very very unlikely that it's going to be the exact same program yeah well i think the biggest thing that pisses me off is like the cause of a glute like the glute muscles growing um is missed by most trainers um and missed by obviously like most fitness professionals online i'm using like air quotes you guys can't see them but like most fitness professionals online they don't really go to the cause of the the glutes growing and they basically ignore you know the the root causes of of mom butt or pancake butt or whatever you want to call it, whatever names you want to use for it and it creates a lot of structural problems too for lower back and knees and a bunch of other things um but it basically breaks down to each individual having different muscular imbalances and this is why we brought andrew on here um because at reset you one of the things we do is an imbalance assessment weekly so we can clear up all these like motor function problems and get different like like neurological problems or joint impingements or whatever it is that's stopping their glutes from actually growing to happen um and andrew's a like a professional at this and does a ton of research on it just for this specific section um so i'm, I'm sure you agree like there's so many people that even if you do a balance exercise, like let's say you're doing an exercise correctly with the, the, with the right load, if your body isn't prepped for that, it doesn't matter. Your glutes just aren't going to fire like they should. Yeah, there's, I mean, I've, I've said this before on, on my own page at Prime Movement Fitness. Um, <laughs> All but, right, enough uh, plugs, dude. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like it, it, it doesn't, the easiest way to find out if a trainer doesn't know what they're doing is if they don't assess you. And I, I mean, Glenn and I, whenever we talk, it's, it's always just about different imbalances that you can see and what may or may not be causing them. And um, Glenn and I don't always agree because, you know, we, well, I'll say we agree about 95% of the time. And the only times that we don't, we end up discussing it. And then we'll normally kind of come to, like a soft agreement, you know, it's like, a, oh yeah, in this case that was it, but it almost never is. That was something we actually talked about a few weeks ago. Um, one other thing that come that comes into it is, uh, I, I'm gonna, I, I don't have the exact one off the top of my head, but there's something called the law of facilitation. If you Google this, you'll probably come up with like 40 different things. So you might have to put like law of facilitation fitness or something, but more or less what it is, is uh, whenever, um, whenever you start doing something, your body's going to be more likely to follow that exact same pattern in the future. So a really easy example is, let's say you hurt your knee when you were 15 years old, and now you're like 25 or something, and you go to squat, because you hurt your knee, you form this little deviation in the way that your knee moves when you squat now. So because it is just for simplicity's sake, let's see your, say your knee was going in, your glute is on that side is a little bit less active. It's not making that, uh, that knee stay out when you're squatting as much. So that is something that gets ingrained deeper and deeper and deeper into the body to where it's going to take a significantly longer time to actually correct it. And, you know, again, it's why there isn't this one size fits all programming is because there's so many different things that have happened throughout our lives 
that cause us to be the way that we are. Um, you know, it's, I, I know there's a, there's a, a number that they've theorized. I think it's, it takes 300 reps to create a bad pattern and like 5,000 to, excuse me, 5,000 to uh, develop a new one. So, I mean, if, if really anything comes out of having a trainer, it's that you're not going to get those couple hundred reps that are going to make you start working terribly. You know, you have somebody who's going to have you going in the right direction right away and have you working on those best practices, you know, have you uh, getting their glutes engaged in, in everything that they can. I mean, it's, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I, I kind of go on rants and stuff sometimes, but, but yes, I mean, not going through uh, an imbalance assessment and figuring out what the weaknesses are in the beginning is like one of the biggest mistakes that you can make. Do right. And I think that's important for the people to know, man, because you know, so many people just try to go the easy way out. And, and like when those Instagram models with the huge asses post their, their booty workouts, it's so easy to just access that and do that workout, but then they're not getting the big Kim Kardashian ass that they want. And, and then they get super upset, but yep. now they know in order to get the butt, they need the balance assessment. Yeah. Yeah. You need an imbalance assessment and then you need one of the, one of the other things that I, that I see all the, in fact, I don't think I've ever seen this happen now that I think about it. Um, other than like a few select videos, um, I, th I think I have maybe like one or two on this, but, um, people will only train their glutes as a prime mover. And if you look up, what the function of the glutes is. It's not just to extend the hips, it's to externally rotate the hips. Um, they're involved in uh, rotational exercises. Um, one of the things that's really interesting about glutes is if you think about like where they're positioned, they're positioned right at the bottom of, of the spine, you would assume that these muscle fibers would look more like the ones that go along the length of the spine where they're gonna be more posturally based. But, um, and I'll, I'll come back to that because there is actually a way to find out what uh if, if you have more like type one or type two fibers um in your in your glutes or any muscle really but where they're at you'd expect them to be more of a stabilizer you know you're if, if, if you're standing upright you want your glutes to constantly keep you in that partially or in an extended position so you're always standing upright but your glutes are about and this is this is very general they've actually done two studies that I know of where they've actually done muscle biopsies on the glutes. And one of them was like, it was like 45% type one and 55% type two. And then the other one was the exact opposite. A general rule of thumb is your glutes are about 50, 50 posture and endurance and 50, or, and then the other portion of it is um, strength and power. So, you know, and hey, just, I got to cut you off just for a second. Um, just for everybody who's listening, um, if they're not a functional trainer, what's yeah. type two <laughs> and type one uh, muscle fibers? On the um, so fat, fast twitch fibers are um, type, type one fast. Oh God, am I about to get this wrong on, on a live right now? Type one fast twitch are endurance fibers. And no, I have that backward, don't I? Yeah, sorry, type one slow twitch are endurance. Fast twitch are type two and they're the explosive ones. Am I getting this right or am I brain farting right now live? 
So um, just so everybody at home knows, they're just different types of muscle fibers. And Andrew's point is some of them are for stability, some of them for strength and power. Back to, back to you, Andrew. I can't believe I'm brain farting that live. Anyway, long story short, um, <laughs> there's, um, there's specific fibers that are for uh, exactly just what Glenn said. And um, people are only really training them from a singular aspect. If you look at uh, somebody on Instagram, they're normally training them um, squatting uh, or some type of, you know, external rotation or something like that, but they're not usually training them with these long-standing isometric holds. So you're not seeing somebody sitting in a glute bridge, uh, holding it for, you know, 60 plus seconds. You're only seeing people um, going through the actual glute bridge, which if that's the case, and we are going with the with the presupposition of you're sitting at about a 50 50 for each fiber, you're only really training half of the fibers optimally. Um, so you're getting half the result. Exactly. Yeah. So if, you, if you're not, if you're not training somebody to do uh, extended isometric holds with their glutes over a period of time, they're only really going to get half of those fibers activating. They're only going to get, half of the result that they can get with their glutes. It's no different than, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. That's the best way that you can put it is you're only going to be getting half of the results that you could potentially have. And that just, that just messes with people's brains. Dude. They're just like, I thought I'm doing everything I need to do to grow this, butt, but it's just not happening. I mean, if, if you really want to try it out next time somebody goes to the gym, uh, hop on like hop into a uh hop into a glute bridge um squeeze your glutes and try holding that for a minute you will be sore in a completely different way than you are when you sit there and just pump out rep after rep after rep after rep yeah yeah the it's the funniest thing be... go ahead um in our programming because at reset you we have a lot of people with like lower back pain and stuff and there's mm -hmm. two huge issues why you'd want to grow your glutes one of them is it's like cures like a, a ton of pelvic problems because all the like your pelvis is like your center of gravity and if that's off you're probably going to have referred pain in your back because it's going to take on extra load or your knees right so all those intertwined muscles that go into your pelvis it's kind of like your axle for your car so if that thing is off everything outside of that has a problem so one of the things that we do in our program is those isometric holds like andrew's talking about where you just hold your glute bridge for like 30 seconds because that's the kind of stability muscles that you want. Now, if you want the Kim Kardashian butt and you don't have the genetics or surgical procedures, because um, those happen too, um, like you'd want to get your glutes to fire in a compound movement and have that explosive load like Andrew is talking about, right? The explosive load that you are mentioning earlier <laughs> before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the hips, just so everyone knows your hips are like such a core mover. Like when it comes to throwing a punch, like your hips are the first thing that, to, to move when you throw a punch. If you're playing football, you got to have powerful hips. If you're playing basketball, you got to have powerful hips. If you, it's any sport, powerful hips. Or if you're just making love with your girl or guy, it doesn't matter. Girl or guy, if you're making love, you want powerful hips. And that's not going to come if you have impingements, if they're not firing correctly, 
or if you're limiting stability. So there's so many different ways to train them, but yet on Instagram, all you see is glute kickbacks, banded workouts, and like for some reason, I don't know if this is just me, but why? What's with the like the the girl fitness professionals like smiling and like nodding and then like <laughs> pre-zoning the workout like it's gonna change anything? No one does that before they lift. That's ridiculous. <laughs> just get down and do your lift. The, the thing that kills me the most is that is honestly just the camera work because it's I, I think a huge reason why some of these exercises are more popular on Instagram than others is because some of them look more attractive on camera, you know? It's a hundred percent. I mean that's why I follow them and like them all the time. <laughs> totally. Dude, and every single one of them is a bang energy ambassador too. It's, it's oh crazy. my God, I know. Yeah. It's, it's it's hilarious. Or bang. Man, not to not to like product place another another company or anything like that, but uh there's this uh, uh company called Boutine LA. Um every single person I have seen on their um on their page is is endorsed by bang energy yeah, yeah. they go, hand in, they go hand in hand together oh dude it's it's wild to me um but glenn you actually you, you did bring up uh, a, a really really good example as well that um i think people would be shocked to find out because i remember when i first learned this it was it, it it didn't make any sense to me how it did but then when i started like thinking about it it, it started to click a little bit better but um punching or throwing or anything like that, having that um, rotation in your hips actually engages your glutes as well, specifically uh, your glute med and glute min, um, which are the, if you, if you put your hands on your, on the sides of your hips right now and squeeze your glutes, you'll probably feel those. So I'll they, uh, yeah, so they, they basically attach at the top of the hip and then uh, right about on the femur, I believe. Um, the top leg bone, top leg bone, man, I do that a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, because of how those, uh, how those or th those are, those are some of the least utilized muscle muscles in the, in the hips because people don't realize what they actually do. All they see is the, um, standing up side leg lift and that's pretty much it. But uh, that part of your glute is actually what creates the shelf. So to yeah, speak, dude, that people talk about. It's so and, funny too. If you think about it, um, everybody wants bigger glutes now. Like, thank God. It, yep. yeah, I don't know well, why. You got, you, you got to respect the big ass. Dude. I mean, I don't know why it took so long, but to. like, I remember one of the first trainers who like really opened my eyes. He's like, you know, you can tell somebody if they're good at their training programs, if they have a big back, and they have big glutes. And I was like, what, do you, what does he even mean? And if you think about it, like if you see somebody with like defined back muscles, it means they have proper shoulder uh, stability and mobility to like get those to connect and fire. And if you have somebody with like big glutes, it means, oh, like they have proper stability and like mobility through the hip joint and they through the ankle. Strength. Um, but it's funny, like there's so many people that lack that because today what we do um, and the reason why it's called mom butt is because it's prominent in older women, right? But it's not because they're old that this happens. It's because as we age, we're consistently losing muscle if we're not working those muscles. And we're sitting in a chair like all three of us are right now, sitting in a chair, 
turning off our glutes and tightening up the front of our of our hips like those bands called our hip flexors that are like pull everything down and forward it gets really tight and changes the posture of your pelvis and on top of that we wear shoes with huge heels in them all the time women when you're wearing your high heels it really just shortens the back of your your, your ankle the tendon back there called your achilles tendon it shortens it tightens it so it makes it almost impossible for you to push and put weight through your heel if you can't put weight through your heel it's damn near impossible to access and activate your glute in the sequences that Andrew's talking about. So like we're really setting ourselves up to not have glutes by wearing heeled shoes, sitting in chairs all day. Like it's, it's no, it's a no brainer. Why? As we get older, we like when we're in high school, we have great butts and then 30 hits it's flabby and flat and we have lower back problems and 40 hits and it's even worse. Now it's like, you know, two pancakes and the lower back is just terrible. And you have to like hold yourself as you get down and your knees hurt whenever you run and everything. Well, we're doing this to ourselves. You know, we're supposed to be hunter gatherers. We're supposed to run and jump and walk long, long distances, holding our spine in the isometric like um, posture, like Andrew was talking about. We don't do that. We sit down, we mess up our, our pelvic alignment. We turn off our glutes and hamstrings and we wear shoes that destroy how our foot actually accesses the ground. It's crazy, right? Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Preach. One of the, uh, one of the other things that I, I got, a, I was really, really, but yes, I, I do agree. I mean, every single one of those things kind of feeds into it. One of the other ones that, that really confused me is like that forward head posture that a lot of people get when they're working at desks that can actually affect it really, really badly as well. Um, affect what? Like affect your ability to activate your glutes. And yes. just posture. And well, obviously it affects your posture, but. Go uh, in, go in. This something. is good stuff. Everybody turn your radios up. This is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, your, your body does something called a force couple relationship, which basically means if it's not able to get it, uh, from one area, it's going to find a different part of the body to get it from. So in your spine specifically, if you have too much of a curve at your cervical spine, which is your upper spine, it's going to decrease it somewhere else in the spine so that it keeps, uh, that it just keeps like a consistent curvature throughout the entire spine. When people have that really bad forward head posture, it's not that it'll necessarily change how their glutes activate but it will change the appearance of it really drastically the same way that somebody who has really bad forward shoulder roll it makes their chest look smaller somebody who's got really bad forward head posture they lose uh, some of the curve in their lumbar spine so their glutes will start to tuck under them instead of actually stay you know up like out and prominent basically well yeah and then long term it's also starting to shut them off because it it yeah. changes the tilt of your pelvis as well and you exactly. can't access it in those compound movements where you can get your muscles to tear the most. Yeah. And, and by compound movements, we mean like squats, deadlift, um, movements where you're working more than one muscle group. When you can get your yeah. glutes to fire in those movements, that's the trick. Like there's so many people that think I'm going to grow my glutes and I'm going to do all these banded kickbacks. Like one of the best exercises to grow your glutes is a squat. One of the best exercises to grow your glutes is a deadlift. One of the best exercises to grow your glutes is a reverse lunge. Those like basic exercises. The problem is 
is most people aren't optimized enough to do them correctly and have their glutes fire. You uh -huh. like fold at the waist, all your weight shifts forward to your toes. You can't push through your heels. Um, it's not even like the toes. It's like it shifts all the way out to your pinky toe. You don't even get to use your big toe and anchor. Can't create torque. It's, it's terrible. And you see it all the time. And then people I think, go. I think, I think that is one of the reasons that, that people tend to err toward all this banded stuff though, is because think about how much it actually takes to be able to squat and deadlift properly. It's, you know, I mean, like Glenn and Ross, you guys have both worked in, in the gym industry for a while. You like, we, we all worked at a, at a commercial gym before how, like what, what percentage of people walking in the gym brand new, do you think realistically can squat and deadlift? Right. That's the saddest thing, dude. Honestly, like, it's not even people that walk into the gym because we do. Um, oh yeah. That's very, like at reset you, we do uh, volunteer work with like youth teams to prevent injuries. So we do an imbalance assessment with kids that are 12 and none of them are balanced out. None of them have a good squat where they're accessing their glutes, hamstrings, their quads, their external rotators. So their knees go away from center. They aren't accessing these muscles in the proper sequence. And most of them have a ton of impingements. Most of them are super tight in different areas. Most of them are prone to injury. And that's why they get injured in the first place. And we can catch it at a younger age. We can fix it. And it goes without being fixed. Every single year, those imbalances get worse. Those dominant muscles pull harder. And that's why those damn hip, like, hip bands that Andrew's talking about are so important. Because there's so many people whose knees go in when they squat because of the internal rotation that they have. That creates that valgus knee syndrome that gives them an ACL injury. That gives them the, the shut off of their outer glutes. So they end up having like a guy butt where it's real skinny on the sides and big on the backside. <laughs> except, for, except for me and Andrew because we're like, you know. Oh, yeah, dude. Whoa, dude. I don't it up all the way. I, I have a great butt. I got a great butt. Why, why you got to – Alrighty. Oh, I got a great I'll, butt. I'll take I'll take Glenn's word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew will be the judge of that. Um, no pun intended. I've, I've been known like, to judge there's a few. No puns. He will judge it. Hundred percent. That's fine. I'm up for uh, the challenge. You know that whole like guy butt thing that you mentioned as well is is also just in a, it's it's a mistake of like incorrect training and this is actually one of those uh, situations where it's people like more or less doing one thing of, okay. If, 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 um, I told you somebody walked into a gym right now and, uh, they're squatting 315 for reps, what gender would you assume that they are? Probably a guy. If you were mm -hmm. just going to take a shot in the dark, that's who you assume. If I say, Hey, somebody hopped or is sitting on the turf right now doing banded fire hydrants, what are you going to assume? Probably a woman. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm the type of motherfucker that does both. I know you didn't ask, but well, no, no, I, I know it. I know it. I like all. Oh, I do both, and that's that's more or less what I'm getting at. Is there's not really such thing. I mean, there are a few straight up bad exercises out there, but more so, it's just bad application. You know, people are doing things that aren't relevant to them. The reason guys have that kind of butt where it's just really, um, you know, it sticks out really far, but there's not necessarily that much width to it, is because squatting, deadlifting, lunging, it only builds really your glute max. That's uh, mm -hmm. the, the biggest part of the butt. That's primarily what it's hitting. Whereas where's it located? If you put your hands right on the back, of your ass, you're feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's your glute max guys. Um, Go ahead. But that's, 
you know, be, because guys aren't usually the ones who are going to hop down and do any kind of, cause you know, again, there is a reason to do banded exercise. It just shouldn't be your main go-to if the body responds best to progressive overload and you can't progressively overload a band all that much, you're going to be able to progressively overload and just add more and more weight consistently or more reps or more sets to a squat or a deadlift or a lunge. And, but, but again, to, to, to make my point, guys aren't doing these exercises that are hitting their glute med, their glute min, those uh, ones right on the sides of their butt. So they end up with that specific look of their glutes. You know, people aren't hitting yeah. angles right. on their glute. Your glute Especially is made not. up of three major muscles. And if you're only hitting one of them, you're only hitting you know, you're only, you're only going to get a certain look. It's like, it's like only going in the gym and doing a flat bench, never hitting an incline. It's going to affect the appearance of the muscle. Right. And the shoulder stability too. Cause the shoulder's going to be pulled in one direction. If you're only doing flat bench. Oh, got you. I thought we were still talking. I was like, I was like, how is your glute min? <laughs> I can find a way to connect those two, but this isn't, no, this dude, is dude, not I could the do level it right now, but it's not that's, the level of podcast we're trying to do here. Um, but like to your point, um, it's funny because like one of the things that makes me so passionate about this is like younger athletes, right? And normally, like you said, they squat, maybe they deadlift, they probably have bad form, they never got their imbalances fixed, and a lot of them don't work on those smaller muscles around their pelvis, which are exactly what you need for cutting sports, right? Yeah. Like if you're gonna yeah, plant absolutely. your foot in the ground and have knee stability and stop all of your weight from going one direction and then move it the other direction. Those like small little muscles are the ones that are going to help you more than that glute max. And they don't really get that until college and maybe not even until yeah. the pro level. And so it's really just rolling the dice with your, oh, with your yeah. youth athletes. Like hopefully they don't get injured. Zion Williamson. Yeah. Why don't you just injured. add him right now? That's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, big booty Briggs, right. big booty Briggs. I got a question for you. So we've talked, we've talked about, you know, some of the best workouts for your glutes. What are some, uh, you know, obviously we can't assess everybody over a podcast, but what are some effective warmups people can do before trying to hit their glutes? What would be like your favorites if you have any? Let's, let's, let's rephrase the question. Go for it, dude. For the, for the regular person here who wants to build their glutes, yeah. if you were to construct a workout program, now we just talked about how it has to be specific, yeah. right? So we all know, everyone listening, what you need is an imbalance assessment. You can get one from Pride Movement Fitness. You can get one from Reset U. It doesn't matter where you get it. Just get an imbalance assessment. If you don't get that, you're screwed. But hey, we're going to give you help for every single person listening at a good starting point for the stuff that most people have wrong. Totally. So Andrew with your regular Joe or okay. Josephina just doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> what would you recommend them do to grow their glutes? Like start to finish. Start to finish. First thing that I'd probably have almost anybody do regardless of who they are is a 90, 90 stretch. Um, it's, you could literally type in 90, 90 stretch and you're going to find a million videos. I'm sure you guys have one. I know I have one on my, uh, on my YouTube as well, but that is one of my favorite ones just to open up your hips, 
um, internally and externally. So whether your knee is going in or outward, uh, you're getting it from both of those angles. Uh, there is a stretch called a rolling lizard, which is a little, a little bit more weird. It kind of looks like a um, lunge with your hands on the ground, if, if that makes sense. So it's like you would be in a lunge, put your hands down, and then lift your back knee up. Yep. Um, Glenn, I think you probably call it a Spider-Man, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, so if you do a Spider-Man stretch, but the only thing that would change is you're pushing the bent knee outward. Um, I really, really like that one as well for opening up the hips. Um, going the really basic, a kneeling quad stretch. A kneeling quad stretch, putting your back foot on the wall is fantastic. Again, it's kind of hard to explain all of these. Totally, um, yeah. Just like, write these down and Google them. <laughs> like honestly, I'm I'm going I'm going a little bit more with one that is like for sure you can Google this. Like link them. We have them all. We just call them different okay. names. Yeah. Um, but like we have all those. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn will know what I'm talking about, and if not, I'll I'll like clarify some uh, if if we're not fully clear on them. Yeah. But, um, from there, I mean, if somebody's not starting out with, well, wait, 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 wait. why are they doing these stretches? Because uh, you had them do the 90-90 stretch, mm -hmm. the Spider-Man and the hip flexor wall lunge, or like the quad, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Those three <laughs> core stretches, right? You want them to do them, which yeah. I, I would have just switched. If it, I was picking three, I would just switch the 90-90 with a, a frog stretch. But like, you know, really? it's doing the, yeah, it's doing Real the same quick. thing. Okay, Ooh. okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's doing the same I, thing. I, I kind of want to push back on that. I kind of want to push back on that. Five. So, what? Five. Doing the same thing. Why? Because I'm training um, a neutral spine with the frog mm -hmm. stretch, and I still get the hip and the capsule the way I want it, mm -hmm. um, which is like what the 90-90 is for, too, to like release that hip capsule. So I still get that, but I also get a neutral spine, and I also get to train squat depth and take the ankles out of the equation and train – like really just the core, like knee to hip to spine and even shoulders too. If you have them playing correctly, I get to do all three of those in the frog stretch. Just to clarify the frog stretch you're talking about when you're on your hands and knees and you like shift Elbows. your, okay. But you're in like a prone position and you shift your hips down toward the floor. Correct. The only reason I'd push back on that is because then these are all, and it's not me disagreeing. It's just, this is a, a difference of opinion, but I, it's not me saying you're wrong. Dude, um, just say it. Get your popcorn people. Well, no, I like, I, I, I want to clarify that you're not wrong here. I, it's just the only reason that I would do the 90, 90 is because then you're stretching internal and external rotation. Whereas frog, you're only going knees out. That's my only pushback on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's because the like hip flexor wall lunge mm -hmm. works on that internal. I could see that. Okay. Yeah. See, so I don't entirely disagree. Um, anyway, the, if I, if I were going to add one more thing to it, some type of Achilles tendon stretch, there's, there's no getting around it. The vast majority of people have tight Achilles tendons. If their Achilles tendons are super tight, and they try to squat, there's almost a 0% chance that you're going to act, actually feel your glutes activating. It's just going to be all quads. You're going to be shifting, on, shifting your weight forward really far, and you're very likely going to injure your back if you're squatting with really tight Achilles tendons as well. So if we were just going with those four stretches, 
from there. So just to clarify for the audience, the first like three hip stretches are to put the pelvis into alignment. And the last one is to get the ankle to like, to fix your ankles from wearing Mobility. heeled shoes, basketball shoes, like Correct. spongy shoes, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, to get that ankle to stretch out so you can push through your heel. Right. Yes. Correct. Cool. Then what? Um, from there, assuming that you're at a pretty solid neutral spine, that your movement is looking pretty solid. Actually, I'm just going to, yeah. So we said we're going average Joe. Um, or Josephine. Or, or Josephine. Some yeah. type of hip thrusting movement, whether that is just a floor bridge, um, a hip thrust on a bench, uh, putting your hips up on an elevated platform and doing a hip thrust, some type of forward extension of your hips. Right. Uh, are you talking like isometric holds now? Or are we talking are we talking rapid thrusting? What kind of what kind of thrusting are we doing here, Andy? In this case, I would recommend that it be more of a um, actual reps instead of just an isometric hold here. That way you're actually getting them. I mean, it's, this is one of those exercises for your glutes that pretty much anybody and everybody can manage to do properly. I, I, I don't know anybody who can't do a hip thrust, honestly. Right. Um, short of you having like major spinal issues. So this is going to be one of those rare chances where almost everybody can really load a ton of weight onto their hips and really get the glutes like firing as much as possible. Um, from there, I wish I had a fancier term for this. It's, I just call it supine hip extension feet on ball. Uh, if you were laying down on your back right now, you put your feet on top of a Swiss ball or really any kind of exercise ball and you pick your hips up off of the air or off of the ground so that you've got a straight line from your heel to your shoulder. I do this with absolutely every client, no exception. I try and get them up to a point where they can hold this for a consistent five minutes. The way that I do this with people is I'll set a timer for five minutes. I have them go for a 30 second hold, 15 second rest, 30 second hold, 15 second rest. When you're training postural muscles, you want to train them the way that, the way that, uh, you know, your body responds posturally. How do you hold posture over long periods of time? You're not holding posture for like three seconds. So you're training it over basically with limited rest and longer and longer holds. So it'll start out one week. It's a 30 minute or 30 second hold, 15 second rest. The next week, maybe a 45 second hold, 15 second rest next week, 60 second hold, 15 second rest and on and on and on in that pattern until you're able to hold that for a consistent five minutes. If you can do that, you're going to get an insane amount of development throughout the entire glute, um, but also the core, because you are having to stabilize yourself from rolling side to side on that Swiss ball. All right. Um, and then if I were just gonna give a third one in there, man, I wanna do something for the glute mead, but I don't, I don't want people to uh, go under the impression that this is something that they should always be doing. Um, I, I guess what I would probably say is. Well, wait, 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 wait. Remember, ahead. this is a person that like can't grow their glutes. So you can make a couple of assumptions here. Okay. It's not somebody who's got like great glutes. You know what I mean? Right. Someone who like is having trouble growing their glutes. Yeah. So you can make the assumption. 
The only other thing I would do, and this one you you might push back on a little bit, uh, I would have somebody doing a prone cobra with their leg or with their knees off the ground. So a prone cobra for people who are listening, if you're laying on your stomach right now, let's say your palms are on the ground, you're gonna rotate your thumbs upward, lift your body or and extend your spine. So you're gonna get your chest up off the ground and then you're going to lift your legs as well. So more or less the only things that are on the ground are from your hips to just below your chest. So you're more or less trying to make a U with your body. And one small change to that, I would have you bend your knees and push your heels up to the ceiling. Um, for the glutes to activate optimally, you need at least a 15 degree bend in your knee. So if you're just straight leg, raising your legs up, it's going to be more hamstring, teeny tiny bit of glute. If you bend that knee and push them up while you're doing this, you're going to get a significantly greater contraction. And then I would probably do something pretty similar uh, for like reps and sets there, where it would be that five minute hold and then that 30, 15 interval for activation and rest. That's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Big booty. Oh, everyone make sure you're adding those into your routine. So that way you can, you know, fix the true cause of why you're not growing your glutes. That's the real point here, everyone. That's why we brought Andrew from Pride Movement Fitness on here today is to Can fix the real thing cause. in there to save lives. That's what you really? said. <laughs> but I guess, yeah. One last small thing. Think about your glutes while you're doing everything. There is like undeniable clinical evidence that thinking about a muscle activates it more. That's oh, it. fact. For sure. I was going to say the only, I thought you were going to add in like a banded, goblet squat to help like hip functionality and then give you the external rotation you were talking about. But I mean, the Cobra works too. It's up to you. I think you could interchange that with the Cobra. Mix it I up mean, a little bit. We're just hacking for different things. I was hacking for like hip mobility and hip movement in a squat pattern or in a movement pattern where you're just doing no like, those. Get, get the, uh, yeah, it's got a point. Isometric hold. Yeah, dude. Do them all. Do them all. Yeah, exactly. Go all in. Yeah, dude. Go nuts for butts. (laughs) I love it. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about butts? Um, I mean, we covered a lot. Like a lot of people. I feel like we could do a round two on the next butt episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we could have a butt series for sure, but. I, I actually kind of have one right now just because I'm going like way into, into butt like, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going really deep into butt stuff right now. <laughs> um, so if, uh, if anybody wants to see a, I don't know how long we'll say a limited ongoing series, uh, just called what am I reading? So whenever I find something really interesting that I think applies to people, um, if you want to go to, uh, Instagram at pride movement fitness, um, go to IGTV and you'll see what am I reading episode. I think I have three up right now. I have the fourth one that I'm working on right now, but right now, because I'm just reading so much about glutes, that is what it's all about presently. Sharing, sharing your knowledge with the people. I love it. Yeah, yeah dude. you guys are doing the same. And I you've got it. some amazing before and afters for booty pics on your Instagram, man. <laughs> so good job. Like you're killing it. Very, very proud of you. No, um, dude, you, you guys doing. are doing wild too. Like you guys are friggin' just killing it, helping people that, I mean, it's, I, I don't, I don't know anybody who's worked with you guys that doesn't have a, like incredible things to say. So I've literally met people 
randomly where they're like, Oh, you're a personal trainer. Do you know the guys that reset you? And I'm like, I worked with Glenn for like seven years. (laughs) (laughs) I had coffee with him yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, man, I, I think, I think, I think I'm all square. I love it. I love it. Thanks for uh, getting on here with us, bro. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, guys. This will Uh, not be the last time. Correct my uh, little slip up on fibers in the in the notes section because I'm gonna, you know, ten years from now, I'm gonna think about that and just be disgusted with myself. You know, our our uh, our audience is very forgiving and and they understand that people make mistakes and uh, and it, it happens. So. Uh, our audience will not uh, will not be mad about that. Alrighty. All right, guys. Well, for episode forty, uh, Thrival the Fittest reset you, Pride Movement Fitness. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Rate us five stars, of course, nothing less. Uh, please talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Later, y'all. <laughs>